June 17th, Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 30. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, some of the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. One day in Joppa, he said, while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of small animals, wild animals, reptiles, and birds that we are not allowed to eat. And I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Never, Lord, I replied. I have never eaten anything forbidden by our Jewish laws. But the voice from heaven came again. If God says something is acceptable, don't say it isn't. This happened three times before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where I was staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry about their being Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon arrived at the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, Send messengers to Joppa to find Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and all your household will be saved. Well, I began telling them the good news, but just as I was getting started, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as He fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when He said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift He gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to argue? When the others heard this, all their objections were answered, and they began praising God. They said, God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of turning from sin and receiving eternal life. Meanwhile, the believers who had fled from Jerusalem during the persecution after Stephen's death, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the good news, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was upon them, and large numbers of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw this proof of God's favor, he was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith, and large numbers of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to find Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching great numbers of people. It was there at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings to predict by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. 
So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. I want to share a very important philosophy with you today. It's a philosophy I think everyone should hear. Proverb 6, 8, 11 Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gather its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. Here's the five philosophy that we can learn from ants. Ants have no commander. Ants don't need a commander to tell them to get started. They work faithfully and need no outside accountability to keep them doing right and doing the right things. They work hard and will replace their anthill when it gets ruined. Meaning, if you want to apply this in your real life, be proactive, be honest to yourself, and be industrious. Ants plan ahead. Ants think winter all summer long. They store provision in summer. They think the clock is running out of time and they are hurrying to get food back to their hive. Meaning, they hustle hard in advance to secure their future. Ants stay positive, always. Ants remind themselves that winter does not last long. They know they'll soon be out. Meaning, whatever happens in your life right now, it will not last forever. Ants never quit. They only change their approach. If they're going somewhere and you stop them or block their pathway, they'll look for another way up, down, all around. They keep looking till they find another way. Meaning, be learned to embrace struggle and hardship in your life. Be flexible and be like ants who don't quit. Winners are not quitters. Ants always do their best, meaning give your best in everything you do right now. It will always lead you to the greater things and the next level in your life. 